describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Previously on Grog Talk. So, keeping it light, the body of Maureen Mosey is discovered. <laughs> she is believed to be the last of 28 victims of the Trans Canada Highway Killer. The or they were about that age. <gasps> oh my God. I see where you're going with. Wait a second. What about. It could be Vic. The legal department will not let us make that allegation. I'd like to indicate that we have no information that any of our listeners were the Trans Canada Highway Killer. Okay. Well, that's going to be our podcast now. We're actually will become popular. Like these true crime podcasts are so popular. We'll read the crime. That's right. And then our patrons can guess which one of our patrons did it. Today's show, this patron <laughs> stole S3 from the B. Daltons in 1982. That's right. A true D&D crime. True D&D crime. Yes, crimes associated with D&D. So did I commit a D&D crime? Think so about that. So your campaign was a D&D crime. And who eats the, right. the at-yug's waste? This is all like a Dr. Seuss book. One poop, two poop, <laughs> three poop, four. <laughs> Scratch and sip monster manual would be amazing. <laughs> no. no. You're a very strange man, James. I'm James. And I'm Dan. And who do we have on today, Dan, with us? We have the esteemed Carlos Lising of Castle Entertainment. Yes, Castle Entertainment. Hey, hey there he is. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Hey. Oh, wow. Applause, even. Wow, that's amazing. That's right. We get applause. Thanks so much. Is it too loud? Was that too loud? Or is that a good vibe? No, it was fantastic. Okay. I just wasn't, I didn't think I did anything to, uh, I don't think I've done anything in my career uh, such as it is to to warrant applause yet. Your mere presence <laughs> is, uh, is warranted of that. So where are we from today, Dan? We're all sitting together. Where are we today? We're at the River Neck Inn in River Neck. Now, this comes from the Can Sea Point Be Saved adventure from Dragon Magazine. Visitors can rent rooms by the night, and meals are sold in a large common room that is also a social center. Uh, just so you guys know the crowd we're dealing with, frequented by ships, captains, and officers, prominent merchants passing through the town, and other influential and knowledgeable type so it's it's a seafaring All right, crowd give today. yourself a give yourself a hand there out there yes congratulations we, we, we're happy to see you guys wow. yeah they're, they're boisterous they, they, 
They like themselves better than Carlos. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourselves a hand. It was louder. <laughs> they were. They were. Oh, that, now that's warranted. They're, they're narcissists, well, too. So. Well, you weren't in the Navy where you, you served, but you weren't no, in, the, not in the. Well, that's why, Carlos. It, right. it was a polite military, but not Navy. Yeah, almost a, go- a military golf clap. That's exactly right. So, <laughs> um, so the reason we have Carlos on today is again, we've got a lot of news uh, related to GrogCon 21, 2, or as we like to affectionately call it, the convention we are hosting, which is coming up October 15th through the 17th. And as we talked about a couple of months ago, um, uh, Carlos has agreed yet again to uh, develop a, an adventure specifically for the tournament, uh, for the uh, convention. And uh, he asked for a uh, name the adventure contest. We received the number of submissions. I sent the submissions to Carlos. He did not know the names of the people. He just knew the things. And after much rumination, he has come up with his decision. So, Carlos, would you like to announce the name of yeah, the title I and have. the winner? Um, I would love to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before I go on uh, and, and do this, I'd like to, to mention that a, some of these uh, submissions were awesome. I really did like them. Um, I want to explain a little bit about why some of them didn't make the cut, though, uh, because if we do this again in, in a following year, I want to give everybody a little heads up on uh, kind of my thought process on, on on why I chose the one that I chose. Um, a lot of the titles that I received were either forgotten or lost, uh, the, the lost something or the forgotten something. Uh, and if you look at the Castle Entertainment Library, I already have a forgotten module. I have the forgotten library of Renette. Uh, so to come up with another one like that, um, that would uh, that would have a very similar title, uh, would probably not play well. So I wanted to avoid that. So those a lot of those submissions went out right out of hand, unfortunately. Um, so uh, without further ado, um, the winner of the competition, the title that I chose was uh, The Witch Queen's Lament. Uh, which was submitted by Alan Groey. Um, so there he is. Congratulations, Alan. You are the winner. Yes. Uh, I'm really excited to say that, uh, especially because uh, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I've decided that it will probably be actually tie in. It won't be a direct sequel. Um, if for those of you out there who are familiar with some of the old school modules, uh, you may re- be aware that S4, uh, Lost Caverns of Sokanth, or, or Sojkanth, as uh, some of you guys pronounce it, uh, that module is uh, has a loose tie. It can either be used as a prequel or a sequel to, um, uh, forgive me, uh, to um, uh, Forgotten Temple of Therizdin, oh, okay. which is uh, a WG, WG4. Right. Uh, this is important because S4 introduces Igualiv, the Witch Queen of Paraland. Well, my module um, C11, uh, When Comes the Witching Hour, featured Igualiv, uh, or the Witch Queen of Paraland, or Parangard, I should say, because I have to file numbers off to, uh, you know, to, to write semi gray hockey. Um, so my idea was to make this kind of a loose tie-in to that module, much like uh, in the spirit of the WG-4 was a tie-in to S-4. So I'm, ex- I'm very excited about it, needless to say.
James, I lost your sound. Can you hear me? Okay, I, I lost can hear you. Too. You know what? If you don't, pre- oh, if you don't you press go. the right button, th- things don't work. So I apologize. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh, no, it's my fault. Yeah. I think I both Carl. No, both Carlos and I were thinking it was just us. I no, think. So, I mean, so here, here's the thing just inside baseball. This is what I love about streaming because I don't have to worry about, you know, I can always edit later. We get comments. You know how it is, Carlos. You have your own show, you have a successful thing. And, you know, you get 100 great comments, and there's one or two comments that people are like, hmm. Well, one of our mm, comments is we can hear because when Dan is talking or a guest is talking, I'm trying to chat with people because I don't have a production goblin or someone who's merch queen or anything else. So they hear this. They hear this over my thing and they go, ah, I can't stand it. So I mute myself so I can type on the chat. And unfortunately, I forgot to. Correct. So there's I'm sure for the people who are out there like I just went to sleep. Anyway, what I was uh, saying was. Alan will receive, when it is complete, a PDF copy of this, his, his adventure that he formed the name of. And if you go to GrogCon, you have an opportunity to play in the adventure that Carlos is going to write. And Carlos is going to run it. That is what is amazing. Another golf clap for that. So uh, that's how this ties in. And will, uh, Carlos, you will have uh, on your site, Castle Entertainment, PDF and hard copies when the, the time comes. Is that correct? I absolutely will. I'll have uh, PDF and hard copies available, and uh, and uh, I will probably even have some for sale at the show. Yes, that would be great. Now, mm-hmm. now, to Carlos, how close of a race was it between the winner and the, uh, the Wee Goblin, which I uh, believe was submitted? Uh, there were a few of them that were actually pretty close. That one in particular, um, I, you know, I really don't want to make anyone feel bad that their their submission was 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 less was less well received than another. So um, I, I'd rather re- I'd really rather not talk about second, third, fourth. <laughs> did 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 I think I think I sorry. Wow, I think I think they're going to impress you if you know what I mean, right? Do do you um did well did the we got the forgotten ones were thrown in the trash, so at least the we goblin, as I understand it, survived the first round. Is it that did. fair to say? Thank you. It okay. did survive the first round. It, it wasn't the worst. The well, it may have been the worst, but it wasn't eliminated immediately. Oh no, it wasn't eliminated immediately. Like mm-hmm. I said, the only ones I really um that I out of hand that I said, you know what, this one probably won't make it are the ones that were uh that had forgotten or lost in the title. Okay. Well I'll all right. Well I'll resubmit that one next year. That's a great idea. Well, that, the whole Thank point you. is for him not to know it is, so you can you'll have to call it the tiny <laughs> goblin this time or something like that. <laughs> yeah. The diminutive okay. goblin. So <laughs> the diminutive goblin. Uh, so 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 well real briefly, because Carlos does need to run. Again, thank you for that. We uh Oh, it's my pleasure, and I'm so uh thank you for, for the opportunity to do this again for you guys. I loved the first sh- uh first year's show. Uh it was the best show I was at that year. Uh, frankly, um, because of the, uh, you guys made it feel very, um, how should I Co- put this? I, I, cozy. It was, no, no, I won't say, say cozy. It felt like just being there with, with a bunch of friends r- around the table playing games like I did when I was a young man. And, uh, frankly, that's what this is all about. Right. I mean, exactly. you know, that's, that's why we play these games. That's what we love about the whole thing. And, and I really got that vibe from your show. A, large, a lot of the larger shows and a, um, a lot of the shows that are run and, and, you know, by these people who are, make it into a money-making kind of 
um, machine, they lose sight of these things. Uh, and you guys are clearly all about the game and the experience and, uh, and keeping that vibe alive. And, and it was not lost on me at all. Well, so we have some uh, news to announce that uh, on Monday, May 31st, the badges for uh, GrogCon will be available for purchase. So uh, if you want to purchase uh, and come down, uh, you will, th- those tickets are, will be available. So this is how it's going to work. I talked to Craig, who's the, uh, who runs Crucible, which is the bigger convention that we are being hosted within. Uh, he's a great guy. He's an avid D&D player, min- uh, miniature war game player. So for those who don't know, Crucible is the big convention. We're hosted inside there. The big convention has uh, Warhammer 40K and it has a bunch of wargaming. Uh, it will. It also is being sponsored by Coliseum Comics this year, and they're doing a whole Ooh. tabletop. Uh, I'm sorry, you know, uh, you know, board game area that they're running, and then there's uh, uh, role playing games. Both what we're running within old school gaming. There's also other editions as well. So it's all there. One ticket, forty dollars for the entire weekend, gets you in to do all the gaming that you want. There is a tournament for miniatures. If you want to do that, that one's more. So we will be putting links to the page. May 31st, you can buy your badges. The first 200 people who buy uh, the badge will get a swag bag, which will have some dice, objective markers, some other stuff. If if you're coming to GrogCon, we're going to throw in some stuff as well. So um, if you buy your badge, send me an email, info at GrogCon, saying, hey, I bought my badge, and just give me your email address, because what's going to happen is when you check in, you'll get your swag bag, and then you'll come to our Grog Talk table, and we will hand out stuff. And hopefully the Grog Talk table is where Carlos and Amanda will be hanging out when they're not running a game. Uh, Vic and Jeannie will be there, so Dan and I will be there. We'll have our own table in the Oleander room. Dan, that's the painting room that we were in last time. We're going to have our own table there. And Craig has already agreed uh, we're going to do the show, Grog Talk, in the main hall as people are walking into the tournament Saturday morning. So we have to go down there and check out where we're going to do it. So I want to get a big sign for us. It's going to be like you know ESPN Live. As they go in, we're going to just have... Uh, and Craig plays guitar, too, so we're going to play some songs. It's going to be ridiculous. We'll play Jeopardy. It's going to be a fun time. Wait, Craig plays. So, are you guys going to play something together? Yes, we're going to play something together. That's we talked for two and a half hours. You're lucky. I, I don't mean this. Are we going to have a concert like a live grog? Con- oh my yes, goodness! Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I know you're in the background. What a cutie! Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The suit. The pseudo undead. Uh, the pseudo oh, undead. Playing? I think I, I'd, I'd like to do a pseudo undead. Yeah, we'll have cats in the litter thing. Maybe we'll have some foster cats, or I mean, it's, it's yep. just going to be a menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a traveling freak show. It's going to be amazing. So we had a great time last night as he was explaining all the things. So uh, just one more real quick thing. What's going to happen is you'll be able to buy your badges. Uh, and you, and anyone who buys a ticket will be able to submit uh, events that they want to run. Um, and then Craig or Dan and I will approve them. Then on August 1st is when you can actually reserve your slots, buy tickets for the individual event. So you can buy your badges now, so you have a spot. And then starting on August 1st is when you can actually say, yes, I want to play in, in Carlos's game that he's going to have set up. So super exciting. And 
There's a link for getting your hotel room. I'll, I will put all of this on our website. I'll put it on the Discord. I'll put a link on the on in Twitter. So we're we are moving forward. We're very excited, and we're actually working with Carlos on something that may be super special as well for for some exclu- exclusive game. And we'll, we'll we'll more to come on that. So a lot of fun. Yeah, is and, and and hearing the and hearing what you guys have in mind for GrogCon, I have a couple ideas I want to run by you guys as well. Um, some ways that maybe Castle Entertainment can get involved in uh, in making the uh, experience maybe even a little bit cooler for for your patrons. So so the second last part of this, if you are a patron now or you want to be a patron, if you are a patron of the Electrum level or higher, which is ten dollars a month, starting by June first, and you stay that way. We will buy your ticket. How's that? So you basically become a patron for free as and go to it's the show. It's the best deal in town. It is the best deal in town. So become a upgrade your patron level. Again, we're we're not doing this for the money. We just want people to come and instead of you paying them directly, we'll buy it and we we work together on that. So uh, we're very excited about it. We've got a number of people coming down. It's going to be a great show, and I'm glad it's uh, moving forward. And, and Craig's, Craig and Tim, are they're the ones who run Crucible. They do a great time. If you can make it down here, um, the, the hotel room that through them is $87 a night. So in Orlando, as everyone's trying to come back from a pandemic, that's pretty good for a weekend yeah. of fun. And, and they've renovated the place. So we're going to actually have him on in two weeks where he's going to talk more about the convention and everything else, where he's a really great host as a uh, guest as well. So Carlos, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, nothing. I was, I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm just really excited about the whole thing. Uh, like I said, for everybody out there, um, I was there, uh, at the, at the first show and I'm, uh, it was a great experience. I'm eager to do it again. Um, you know, these guys, uh, they're the, you know, you guys watch the show. So you, obviously you guys are entertained by them, but they're, they're the real deal as far as putting on the show too. Um, and I'm not saying that just cause they're else, uh, it, it's the truth. Well, go, thank go you. Ahead. Thank you, Carlos. We appreciate that. And, it's uh, no we love having you. And I'm hoping, you know, I'm trying to convince you to do the largest incomprehensible death session, uh, yeah. ever to have happened, you know, with like everybody who's in attendance, right? just kill so, them off we can talk with, about. you know, in yeah. 30 minutes. Just they're all, <laughs> they're all right. Dead. Exactly. How hard can that be? Yeah. Actually, if you do it live on the I show with the it. audience, that would be amazing. I can do it in one round. That's right. Oh, Na- oh. Name that death. The gauntlet. Yeah, all right. I can do it in one round. <laughs> all right, we'll see. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. The, uh, what is it? The, the gauntlet has been, throw. what do you do? Do you slap the throw? It? throw it? I'm not sure. Toss. Slap the throw? It's been tossed down. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember, last time we did, the last time that it was a one round uh, job over at, uh, through uh, Incomprehensible Death, I believe it was the brown mold situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So right. I've got I've got plenty of dirty DM tricks up my sleeve just like that one. Believe me. All right. We are looking forward to it. <laughs> well, th- thank you so much. And uh, so, Carlos, I know you, you had a long night, so we're going to uh, let you go. And we will talk to you real soon. Again, thank you so much. Congratulations to Alan. Uh, if you can make it to GrogCon yeah. on October, I know Carlos will and Castle Entertainment will. Hopefully you can make it as well. Thank you, sir. Have a great have a great rest of your day. Absolutely, and uh, everybody out there watching the show, uh, thanks for um, uh, for attending in advance. I'm sure you guys are going to love it. Have a great night, guys. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye bye. Thanks, thanks, Carlos. So, I also see Martin on. Martin is a long dear friend of ours, and um, 
Martin reached out to me and said, you know what would be great? I saw you made that parody of uh, Running Free on the mandolin. I'm not a metal guy, but if you could do a parody song for me, I would forego one, because, you know, he won the groggy, right, last time. He said he would forego giving the grog, which, by the way, you do not have to forego your prize. Just let us know where to send it, and we will send it to you. If I would do a parody song for him. Apparently, that's my future, Dan, in parody. If this thing doesn't work out with us, I'm going to be doing Dungeons & Dragons parody songs. You're going to be like the Weird Al <laughs> of d and I'm going to be the Weird Al of d and That is exactly right. Weird James. <laughs> Now you're gonna have to you have to play all this stuff. You, now you have to do a show at Grog. That's right. I have to do Weird James. Let me write that's thirty five twenty six. I gotta write that down. Weird James. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the here it is. Oh, <laughs> your wife. Here it is. Oh, the, your wife's gonna be. Your wife's gonna be like, oh, he he had so much potential. And now <laughs> Weird James live. My, Go ahead. I'm sorry. My parents were right. That's what your wife's going to be saying. They told me not to marry that guy. What did I do wrong? Yep. So he, I wrote it for him. I recorded it. And um, you will, I, I said I would either play it or play it live. There's been some controversy that some of the songs that have been played here were lip synced. Is that, is that a fair assessment? That, that, yeah, absolutely. Yes. I believe Entertainment Tonight. I had believe broke had that story. Had expose? Well. Yes, that you had, had there was lip syncing with the running free, the Norse the runner. The Norse runner thing, that's right. That, uh, I'm sorry, not running free. I'm yeah. sorry. Norse runner. Yeah, don't runner. say that online. Not, not running free. Yeah, not, the Norse not runner. running free song. That's right. So we, I'm going to play this live so I don't hear it. Wow. I don't want to hear that I was a, um, a lip syncer. You know, I can do my own, I can do my own thing. So this is a parody song of a classic Merle Haggard, which again, I'm a huge country fan. I'm not a huge country fan, but I did my best with this. So this is a classic, uh, and so I'm going to do it for you all. Let me know if the music is too loud or too soft so I can, I'm going to start it. This one's called First Edition Grognar. We don't got no dragon born in Hamlet. A dwarven magic user you won't see. Clerics must have deities to worship. As written in the holy DMG. We like delving dungeons and looting. Every orc is evil through and through. And we don't stay our hands and spare the children. Like the fobby hippies in the game stores do. And I'm proud to be a first edition grognon Living by the dice and gears decrees And we fear only level drain and poison 
And DM smiling wide behind the screen We don't play heroes with long backstories We fight for our lives to get XP And there's nothing better than retail the glory Of that one time we survived to level three Come on! And I'm proud to be a first edition grognard Living by the dice and Gare's decrees We fear only level drain and poison And DM smiling wide behind the screen And DM smiling wide behind the screen We love first edition A D&D. There we go, folks. First edition Grognard. Wow. Here on Grog Talk. You get shows, you get everything. I, I think it's fair to say there's not a dry eye in the River Neck Inn. That <laughs> That's was right. People are yeah, clearing, laughing. Thank you, holding your thing. So that is for that is for our dear friend, Mr. Martin. Uh, the, the the soundtrack will be available on Pseudo Undead uh, album. So thank you, thank you. The Pseudo Undead, so they do country, they do, they do metal. Right. They're, they're, they've diversified. They're not messing around. So uh, that was that was fantastic. And and James, I've told you, I think, you know, I really feel that's going to become the Grog Talk anthem, and we probably should play that uh, at the end of each. Uh, each show. <laughs> right. So the, you, you did mention that. So I did mention this on Discord. I would love, I will put out the original track. If you want to sing along with it, at least the chorus, send yourself or your gaming group singing, I'm a first edition Grognard, the chorus, and then I will put it together and we will have a fan, you know, video. You know, like those videos where they're all singing along to it. That would be great. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. And I need a Vic Dorso, uh, uh, him behind the screen smiling. Like, you know, you can just see him smiling as he's killing his party members. So I need, I need that too. So Vic, I know I saw you're out there. If you could have your group when you get together, like they all looking at you intently and then you smile as you roll the dice, that would be great. Because I would love to put that into the video. And that would be our video, first edition Grognar. Wow, we're going to have a music yes, video? Yes, it's a music. That's, there we go. That's what we're trying. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. A music video. <laughs> Finally came to me. That's right. We're trying to do a music video for that. So, and I did it live. So all the haters out there, you can. That was good. You sounded great. You no, no, James. You yeah. You you have silenced, just like the, the perverse silencer. You have silenced the critics. Uh, bravo, bravo. You sounded outstanding thank you your voice is the people who said that you're lip syncing because your voice you, you couldn't handle it you couldn't carry the range you put them you put that to rest <laughs> the fact that you yeah that's right that we suck so uh again thank you for that and again uh, that was a lot of fun martin so if you have a parody song i don't know if i can do all of them i'm not that where i'm gonna get tons of them but uh, we, we <laughs> <laughs> i'd be happy to do them as they come up 
All right. Well, very good. That was a lot of fun. Thank you for indulging me on this. Uh, we are now ready for Best of May 1981. All right. May 1940 years ago, James. It's been 40 years since a conceptual artist, Lee Weisler, dumps five tons of horse manure outside the offices of the L.A. Times following a bad review of his works by the paper's art critic. The critic late you can't you can't win on a on a tit for tat with an art critic, James. The critic later responds by describing the uh, odor as far more interesting. Well, he says, no, wait, Ordor. O R D U R E. What is that? Odor. I'll look it up. Odor. How do you spell it? We can't even we can't get through any segment without having to look up a word. O R D U R E. O R D D U R E. R E. O R D U R E. The excrement or dung. How do you, did it say how to pronounce that? Ordor? Orger. It sounds like sesame. Orger. orger. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with that. He describes the orger as, quote, far more interesting than Mr. Weisler's paintings. <laughs> That's so funny, right? Okay. Uh, no. That was good. Thursday, the 21st of May, 1981, following the failure of the film Heaven's Gate. Mm-hmm. United Artists is sold to MGM for 30, 380 million. I don't remember Heaven's Gate. Wow, that must have been a tremendous flop. They actually have to sell the studio? Yeah, it was like the worst debacle ever. I think that was with um, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Yeah, Warren Beatty. Not Ishtar. No, Ishtar was okay, another. Yeah, was, like was, wasn't he in both the disasters? Right. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Okay, poor guy. Uh, okay, James. I, I, D&D. The next one, this is interesting. I think we see a D&D influence. Actually, I think I have a D&D influenced event here in this book. Saturday, May 23rd, 1981, the first victim of a satanic cult Ooh. known as the Ripper Crew ah. is found dead in Elmshurst, Illinois. Four other women are murdered before the gang is caught in 1982. The Ripper Crew. Where, where are they so, out of? Illinois, Elmhurst, Illinois. I, I'm from Elmhurst, New York. Coincidence? Mm. Or psychic phenomenon. The rip. And you play D and D. And I played D and D. Right. But you weren't playing quite. Maybe. No, I mean I didn't play. I think in eighty two. Well, I don't remember. It was either eighty one or eighty two. I started playing, so I don't remember. It's a little. Well, the Ripper. Well, the, the Ripper crew introduced That's you right. to the game. You're in the false surprise. It's. Uh, I need to get the priest song out. The Ripper. I don't know. You're in for a exactly. Oh, the Ripper. Wow. Okay, well, yeah, Th- those first two, what, so so Victim of Changes and then The Ripper, those first two, that's the best back-to-back songs on an album ever. Wouldn't you agree? Hmm. That is an interesting claim you made there. I, that will have to, uh, <laughs> I'll have to think about that because that is, okay. Pr- I mean, that's good, 1976. Uh, I would have, to, I'm going to have to think about that because... There's a couple of bangers that first in two songs. You know, I could go with. Uh, do they have to be the first two on the album or just back to back, do you think? I think it has to be the first two on the album, right? First two songs. Okay, I'm saying it here. That's, that's the, the Are best. they the first two songs on it? Because, you know, the problem Better. is now that I've listened to uh, it's all Spotify and this and that, I don't, uh, I don't remember what it is. So yeah. I have to check that. I, Put, people can, I thought they were, but I'm not sure. Okay. Monday, May 25th, Daredevil Dan Goodwin is arrested after a seven and a half hour climb to the top of the 1,454 feet high Sears. You got it. 
You are correct, sir. Sears Tower in Chicago. Uh, and uh, that is, uh, oh, and then Thursday, the last one, Thursday, the 28th. So yesterday, 40 years ago, former police officer Lori Bambi Bembenek oh, yeah. murders her. Oh, yeah. Murders her you know husband her? or something? Yeah. Murders her husband's ex-wife in Milwaukee. Yeah. I heard about this. She achieves, she achieves nationwide notoriety when she escapes from prison and goes on the run. Shouldn't you say on the lam? In 1990. She escaped. They didn't say she was ever caught. Yeah, I think she was caught. Was oh, caught? yeah, she was caught. Because here's the problem. Uh, you know, my wife loves those Dateline and crime shows, so I've yes. seen them all. I mean, I just they're all a blur. Someone is murdering someone, and usually... Again, I think I've said this. She'll, I'll walk in from working on the show or something, and she'll be like, "Please don't bear, uh, cut me up and put me in a suitcase." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Because someone that she watched, she tells me all the ways I'm not allowed to kill her. Oh, so she must have been captivated by our discussion last right. time of the Trans Canada Highway Murder. killer. Right. Well, Murderer, she, she killer. was a little concerned. She's happy to find that they were caught, but she did not want me to. Apparently, she doesn't want me to murder her in Canada now. I'm, my choice is <laughs> getting rid of her. Mm. Should I want to do that, which of course I don't want to do, it's just a hypothetical. Right, is very limited at this time. Mm. Apparently, on the beach okay. somewhere uh, uh, would be acceptable with a cocktail. That would be fine. She told you ways that no, you. No, I'm just going her? through the process of deduction, going through the things I'm not allowed to do. Um, oh, she's listed all these things. Don't kill me this. Don't right. do this. Don't, don't do that. You know, don't cut me up. Don't put me in a suitcase. Don't drown me. Don't this. Don't that. Yeah. Don't kill, don't kill me in front of your, you. our children. Don't set me on fire in the bed. You know, whatever has happened, all these things. Don't. It would be a lot easier if she just mm. told me how she'd want to be killed. That would. You're right. That would be a lot easier. Right. Just cut to the chase. Okay. Right. And in, in order of her preference. I'm not saying I would do any of them, but. Well, Jeannie's coming down. What about strangulation? <laughs> I was going to just say, could, yeah. could Jeannie just have to? Because uh, then I wouldn't do it. I, could, is that, now that's a good question for our legal scholars. If she said, don't kill me this way, and I didn't do the killing, uh, hypothetically, of course, and someone else did the killing, mm -hmm. am I bound to adhere to her wishes? If I, you know, or, or would I be, basically, does that allow me to circumnavigate her uh, wishes by saying, well, I didn't kill you. Jeannie killed you. Well, I, 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 I'm not sure about that. But what I, do, I am sure about is if she says you can't kill her in a particular way, that is, in fact, giving you consent to kill her in a different way. Pretty sure about that. This is why we're a partnership. Love it. You heard it here on Grog Talk that I've been told by Dan that I have permission. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> That's right. You're welcome. Very good. That's why you should always, always just say, don't kill me at all. <laughs> yes. It's very risky. Yeah, do not put terms unless you're willing to deal with the terms that you don't uh, mention specifically. Ah, very right. good. Uh, another lesson. Thank you, sir. So. You're welcome. Uh, moving on. Now we're doing sage advice. You're, you're fa one of your favorite parts of this show, correct? Is that a fair statement? I love it. Uh, yes. Because we're actually talking about first edition AD&D. So move, exactly. move to your right a sconch. Yes, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Now I'm going to... So they can see the... So the studio... Now, let's be clear. The studio audience can see the answers, but James, I am unable to see these that answers. Is, that, that is correct? absolutely 100% correct. As far as I know, unless you are watching the YouTube, 
you would not be able to watch the, what you're, what is going on here. Correct, one hundred percent. James, do I seem like a multiple device kind no, of guy? Not, at not time? at all. Not one bit. No way. Right. You, do, you That is beyond you. And I don't mean that in a negative right. way. So there's a bunch of these here. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a choice of some themes. Okay. And you can, I'll start with that because there's at least 12 questions here. We're not going to do all 12. That's not going to happen. Wow. Do you want to talk about demons? Well, it's everything's a comparative analysis. Can I hear the whole list? Yes. Demons, lycanthropy. Uh, more demons or devils or uh, liches. What's wrong with this issue? Or how magic items work. Oh, let's, let's, I'll, I, James, I'd like to, I'm going to select lycanthropy. Okay. There's two questions here. Uh, can paladins contract lycanthropy? And then the second question, will the rotting caused by Demogorgon, Demogorgon, <laughs> sad to be a demon, have an effect on monks of fifth level or higher since they are immune to disease? So there's a theme here. So obviously paladins can, I think they're either immune to disease, they certainly can cure disease once a week, if I recall. And... Um, Monks of fifth level higher are immune to disease. So, what is your answer? You can figure out. James, the answer to question number one is yes. Paladins can contract lycanthropy because lycanthropy is not considered a disease. Let's see. Okay. Well, the first answer is, and, and this is, uh, I don't see who is answering. So, it's that fancy word that you use. The Latin term is procurium. Procurium, that's right. It's not, it's not part of the anatomy that is an area that you don't want affected. I always put procurium perineum uh, in the same kind of thing. So that's... Hmm. I, I, they sound similar, perineum and procurium. Oh. So the perineum. Wait, what's the other perineum? one? Perineum. What's that? You don't know what the perineum is? <laughs> You don't know what precarium I, is? Yeah, that's why it's mine. Mine's funny. <laughs> I don't. I also don't know what laying the pipe is. Well, that's true. So here, I will put it in the chat. There you go. Oh, jeez. Yeah, see, see, this is the difference, James. I know precarium. The Latin word for authoring an opinion without name designation. You know, laying the pipe and this other Perineum. one. Yes. I believe it's Latin. <laughs> they sound similar. Sorry. Okay. Very good. Oh, come on. That was funny. I'll make myself laugh. <laughs> so this, Your Honor, this opinion was perineum or whatever. What'd you say? What are you, Michael and Vinny? <laughs> Listen, Yana, I'm telling you, those youths, I, in my opinion, and my and the and the opinion of the perineum, they're innocent. That's my. That's my. That's my. So that's what, my what, the what? What did you say <laughs> in the the what? The, the, the perineum, Yana. The perineum. You've never heard of it. It means. Do you mean percurium? Yeah, yeah, perineum curium. Yeah, that's it. I don't know how you speak down here. Exactly. That'd be great. All right. 
That was a good segue. Yes, a paladin can become a lycanthrope. That's, that was their answer. Because it's not a disease. I assume because it's not a disease, correct? I, I'll have to read it later. What's your... Oh. That was just what they answered for that. Now the second part. Can the rotting caused by Demogorgon have an effect on monks since they are immune to disease? You know, I don't know a lot about Demogorgon. I'm, look, he's a demon. This is my view. Always bet on Demogorgon. That's sort of, you just go with it. So I'm going to say yes, because he's Demogorgon. That is correct. Now, you are partially correct with your answer, and, and this is not a slam. I, your, your thinking is sound. So I'm going to give you these. This is the uh, Percurium uh, answer. Yes, a high-level monk can be affected by Demogorgon's rot disease attack. The immunity to disease that is enjoyed by palins and monks of fifth level or higher applies to natural diseases, such as those listed on the table, page 14, and not to unnatural diseases, such as that attack of a monster. So, if you get hit by a mummy, you would, in that case, you would be rotted, is, is what they're basically saying. If you Oh, you're right. So that would apply to a mummy. Right. So paladins can be affected by mummies. But, but, then, you know, they can cure, very... but then they can cure disease if they wanted to, I think, weekly, so... That, that, to me, is the better answer. Can you cure disease? Is If your assessment is correct, and I'm not saying it isn't, then they couldn't cure lycanthropy, which is I'm pretty sure it is because when you look under lycanthropy in the DMG, it's this whole rigmarole of how to fix it, which is very unlikely. Oh, so what about mummies? Okay, so mummies. Mummies cause rot, right. correct? Yes. So where is... Okay. So, oh, but it does says it can be cured... It can be cured only by magical spell, cure disease. Oh, so can the paladin, is the paladin, it only says by the spell cure disease. Can the paladin cure mummy rot? I would say yes. It's not a spell, it's a, right? It's, an, it's just like a lay on, is, is it a spell or is it like a lay on it's hand? It's an ability. It's in the player's head. It's an ability. So, I mean, I know I'm being, you know that makes sense what you're saying. It seems to be overly literal to say that the paladin couldn't do it. Well, I, I don't have the... I have to go get the player's handbook. I don't feel like getting it right now. So you'd have to look it up in the paladin to see what it is. Well, yeah, I can I can look up the paladin. So what is Demigorgon? Hang on. Then we got to look up Demigorgon. I can look up Demigorgon. Demigorgon. Okay, you look up Demigorgon. I'll look is up the Demi paladin. Is it Demogorgon? Oh, Demi. It's probably Demi. Demo, I have no it's idea. Demo Gorgon. Demo Gorgon. I never dealt with any. So you've been saying anybody a, and, and Don't you have the table? We've said his name like fifteen times. Well, no, no. I was talking to Demi Gorgon. Is the lesser known cousin? Okay. Of Demi, he's like remember Scooby Dunn. Right. <laughs> yes, I do. So, but haven't at some point we've said his name, and thus isn't he supposed to come? Aren't Demi supposed to roll on that table? Oh, that's that's yeah, that's why. Yes, that's why I'm saying Demi Gorgon. James, what's wrong with you? Well, okay. You knucklehead. <laughs> that's why I said De Demi Gorgon. You never say his actual name. He could come. What's the percentage chance he? If, well, you got to say his real name. Don't I you? think so. We don't know his real name, do you? No, thank goodness. Okay. Well, uh, on on the demon that shall not be named at the bottom of sixteen and top of seventeen of uh, the monster manual, it says if you get one to hit six points, but those appointments of lesser stature, particularly those hailing from material planes such as humans, dwarves, elves, etc., will be subject to rot. A limb will become useless in six melee rounds and drop off another six. Ooh, that's that gets ooh. Okay. 
the body sustains damage which permanently removes 25 of the person's hit points and six melee rounds cumulatively per hit. A cure disease made within the within the six melee round will save the member member so that it will be healed in one to four weeks, and the body hits will be restored entirely with the cure if made within six melee rounds after the hit. Wait, okay, hold on. Time out. So, cure disease will work on Demogorgon's rotting effect, right. correct? Right. It will also work on a mummy's yep. rotting effect, correct? Yes. And so now the question is, can, if you are immune from disease, does that mean it doesn't affect you? Well, I, and, and, go ahead. And what Sage Advice, Procurium, is saying is that immunity from disease for monks and paladins is only for, quote, natural disease. Right. Yet it's treated as, so it's, there's asymmetry. It's treated as disease for purposes of curing, but it's not treated as disease for purposes of immunity. I just want to make sure I understand Issue. Is that right? I think, well, there's two, there are two different things. One is your immunity to disease, and that's to natural disease. And cure disease, the magic spell, and potentially the, the um, ability that paladins have to cure disease removes the disease that you have. Well, why is there... So the only, the only support for immunity from disease being immunity from natural disease is because it was just said in sage advice. Is that right? right. I mean, but we don't know that. Right, we don't know that. Well, I don't. I okay. don't know that because the 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 ability for paladins it says immunity all forms of disease, all forms of of disease. Right. That's pretty. That's pretty significant. I mean, you know, I got to tell you, I don't know that. Uh, what do you think about this? Are you convinced with Is that the grog line? Someone calling on the sage line. It is not. Are you convinced that sage advice? Remember, this is Gary in the Trinity, and it is sage advice. Is they're they're trying to make sense of this? Do you agree with sage advice on that one? Um, I well, I think okay. There's two parts of it. There's the lycanthropy, which is a separate thing. Well, that's not a disease. Right. I don't think that's a disease, yeah. right? I mean, well, I, don't I don't think lycanthropy is a disease. I'd have to look it up. I have to look under lycanthrope to see if it's a disease. Well, it may not. Yeah, and there's in the DMG talks about about it a lot, right? I mean, there's obviously lycanthrope in the monster manual. But there's... Oh, no. It does. It says, is infected by the disease of lycanthropy. Any... This is the monster manual, page 63. Any... Oh, and is on the were-rats is just the best drawing. And the were-bar. Those, right? Those are just mm -hmm. great drawings. Any... It says, any humanoid creature bitten by a uh, lycanthrope for damage equal to or greater than 50% of his total potential, but not actually killed, is infected by the disease of lycanthropy. I thought somewhere... Wait, okay, hold on. I know we're digressing. Doesn't the DMG say only humans can get lycan lycanthropy? 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 DMG, I don't know. <laughs> hold on. Because the monster manual says any humanoid, right. which means you could have an elf... Where, you could elf have where, a... Where, yep. Right? Okay, we need to look up... It calls it a disease, James. It says it's infected by the disease. Right. Okay, hang on. We got. Well, look that's it up why here. they split the thing between normal disease and magical diseases. 
Because if, uh, if you recall, you can get a disease in town. The DM is supposed to roll when you have terrible conditions like living in medieval times. You're a X percent chance per month if you're in the town, if it's hot or unclean conditions, which is pretty much everywhere, you're supposed to be rolling the dice. When they give their 100 gold pieces per level, I guess you're supposed to roll the percentage dice to see if they contract a disease during their spending of the 100 gold pieces. That, I would say, they're immune from. So if the paladin were to go to the brothel, he would not get a disease. Right. Oh, right. If. Right. He's not a pan. Right. But he wakes up a fighter. Well, depends on depends on his uh, deity. Me? Oh yeah. Oh, maybe he wanted to talk. Right. Some people don't, right? Mm-hmm. Just want you just know, wanted James, a friend. Did you know that twenty three percent of all of those meetings are just to talk? I did not know that. Is that's if you, we, did you do a study on that? Is that what that was? I, I, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was my PhD thesis. <laughs> that took you. That took you fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, James. I believe where where where's do we still have the uh, Chamberlain, yes, Chamberlain from Australia? Of course, he's on here. Yes, is, is, is Chamberlain. I believe in the DMG that it says that you it's only yes any human player character. Look, I'm on page twenty two. Mm-hmm. Humans are the only beings able to contract lycanthropy. So Gary changed that. Because in the monster man on page sixty three, it says any humanoid. So Gary decided he didn't want that. So that that trumps. So that's sad. That's out. Because that would have been great to have a gnome were rat. Right. That's out. Okay. Well, not as a player so, character, right? And and he just quoted page twenty two DMG. No. Yeah. No. It says. Yes, it, it says well, humans it, are the only beings. Yeah. So he basically he did change the he changed it from the the monster man. Correct. Yes. Yes. And then I guess I guess the point is it, it talks about how to how to fix it, uh, cure it. Yes, and it, and it doesn't say cure. It doesn't say cure disease. So I guess that's the theory. Is that since nowhere in here it says cure disease, right. that means you can't do it. Right. Uh-huh. It says here otherwise a cure disease uh, from a twelfth level or higher patriarch must be placed upon the creature within three days, or it will become a lycanthrope. But oh oh so it does where are you, oh you're on page, page where are you at? 63 of the monster manual oh oh okay well we really don't have time to we should do a lycanthropy right oh episode. I think that's we really don't idea. have time to go right. through it yeah because we there there may be some inconsistencies here so right. all right I'm going to so put that down advice, I'm going to put that down lycanthropy that's a great idea so sage advice is saying that this is not a it is okay this is not considered demigorgon's attack. And like it to be is not considered a disease for purposes of uh, immunity. Okay, I think that's debatable. We can talk about that when we do like and yeah. I think it's debatable. Okay, so I still you were correct. Whether you well, I'm sorry. Your opinion and ruling at being the sagacious one this time was consistent with the procurium opinion. So sort of yeah i was the result was right because i said it's not a disease but like to be is considered a disease it didn't it didn't well yeah i guess i was thinking natural disease and it doesn't seem like right, i'm going to throw you when i was i'm going to throw you a softball thank you do undead breathe and could they live in an airless world that's a softball i think undead do not breathe though i strangely saw a vampire smoking once but uh, which is weird um a vamp- uh, so 
I think they do not breathe, and they could live in an airless world. I mean, they're dead. Well, they're undead. That's right. They're not. What are they? They're not living. They're undead, but not, nor are they dead. That's right. So this is, is yes, no, they don't, yes, they could. This is an instance where undead can and should be considered different from living creatures. Undead have a life of sort, but they are not alive. Their bodies do not require food, water, and air to sustain them like ours do. So there you go. That was, that was okay. an easy one. Now I'll give you another one. Who cares? I mean, I, well, why does that matter? Apparently, it didn't I mean, matter to this person. So it can't strangle, so I'm trying to, so don't try to strangle a white. Is that the lesson well, here? Don't strangle a white. Okay. It won't do you any good. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for ones that the, the explanation is not 15 pages long. Okay. <laughs> uh, here's another good one. This is a good one. Will a detect evil spell be effective on a demon polymorphed as a man? Oh, I, th I see the answer's got to be yes. You're, you're still evil as you can be. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Very good, sir. Yes, the spell will reveal emanations of evil in such a case, such as some demons, Demogorgon. Shout out to not that one. Orcus, Yinogal, oh boy, I'm just saying them all. Type 3, they're all going to come. <laughs> Have the ability to polymorph self-spell. However, that spell does not alter the personality and mentality of the creature, which is polymorph. The evil nature of the demon would be apparent to the caster of the tech evil spell, even if the demon was disguised as a lawful could be. Isn't there another problem that you have at that point? Yes, you have a much <laughs> bigger problem. Yes, than whether, yeah, because even if you know, you're like, oh, yeah, this dude is like, I guess if you know this dude is really, really evil, it gives you maybe, I guess you roll initiative around to flee. Can you flee from Demigorgon? So you can flee. If I win initiative, right, James? So isn't the rule that I get to flee? Right. But then I guess, I guess then you have, in the DMG, you have these rules on pursuit, right. correct? Exactly. So Demigorgon, it's like a Benny Hill episode. Has anyone has any party ever been chased by Orcus out there? Probably. Or Scooby Doo, where they're going through the doors, you know, they're running between the doors back and forth. Yes. Yeah, and Orcus. Oh, and then, oh, yeah, and then you pull off the, um, because, yeah, because he's disguised as a human and you pull off his hat and you're like, Orcus! Darn it. It's the reverse. Yeah, it's the reverse. It's not Orcus, and you pull it off, and it's like yeah. the innkeeper. Right. No. It's the innkeeper, and you pull it off, and it's Orcus. Right. Orcus. It's Thelma who goes, we figured it out. It's it's the innkeeper. Orcus. Orcus. And they arrest Orcus and take him away. <laughs> I would have I would have done it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Now become my minions of undead. Oh, did I say that a lot? Okay, so. Oops. Oops, you're going away. I, why am I seeing like a Call of Cthulhu AD&D mashup with like the Scooby-Doo gang and Orcus? That could be an adventure. That would be a great adventure. I love that. That's, that's You get a clap. You, you like that? Clap. That's good. That's good. Uh, Call of Cthulhu. Well, there you go. There's your... I think you just wrote Adventure 3 for uh, the Rock Todd Adventure. Call, call. call of Cthulhu meets, okay. <laughs> meets Scooby-Doo. All right. You gotta find the mannequin. You gotta find the head of the mannequin. There you go. That'd be perfect. Or in the mansion. That's right. You could just stay in the mansion. It doesn't have to be finished there. Absolutely. Yeah, like the spirit that was banished is actually just like yeah, you pull the hat off, you know, the costume off. Hey, <laughs> it's it's that friendly innkeeper. That's right. Yeah. You done right. it, you darn kids. So I'll, I'm taking taking. I'm gonna give you one more. One more. Bring it. If an in 
an Aaron Yees. Do you know what an Aaron Yees are? Aaron Yes? No. What's an no? Yeah, what's an... I will I'll I'll put it in the t chat. Okay. Aaron, can I at least look it up, sir? Like, is this in the monster? It's, it's, it's in the, the monster. monster, monster yeah, it's in the monster manual. Do you, it's not, okay, it's I, not I, under E if you look there. So. Oh well, I mean, why would I look in E? It's only Aaron Yees. Look under D. It's a type of devil, if I remember correctly. Oh, it's a female okay. devil. It's a female devil. It's not the female devil. Also known as my, oh, also known as my oh, spouse. Yeah. Oh, look, I'll be here all week. Oh, uh, oh yeah, there. Okay, lesser devil. They're uncommon. Are the devils common to hell's second plane? What's on the second plane? Mm, the as spader, well as I think the spader runs the second plane. I don't remember. This mm. we had Carlos on, who of course no one saw, but he would be the one to. Add. Do that. Look at this. They're the kind most commonly sent forth to garner more souls. Wait, how do you garner a soul, James? Wait, I'm you gotta kill. So it says the Aranyes mm -hmm. are the devil's common to hell's second plane, as well as the kind most commonly sent forth to garner more souls. Well, I, I guess I just keep reading. Well, either that or like the night hags, they'll go steal lawful evil souls. Maybe them and night hags go out and. When they're ready to g gather you, that's what a night hag does. He, they torture you. They torture high-level uh, uh, magic users, if I remember correctly, and other powerful, law lawful, evil people. Oh, look at this. They, these, oh, I like these. They will pursue evil persons unceasingly in order to take them alive into, to take them alive into hell. This is terrible, yeah. James. So they're being brought alive into hell? They will sometimes bargain with others, hoping to tempt them into evil. So wait, they're, wait, they're garnering souls, mm -hmm. yet they're taking you alive. So I, I'm confused, because your soul separates from your body. Your soul is distinct from your corporeal self, yes, correct? in the Platonic uh, uh, ideal, if I remember correctly, if we're going into uh, d d philosophy. Yes, that's my understanding. So, well, so why am I... So what am I doing? I'm just bringing these people down there. Yeah. I mean, they're going to come anyway. They're lawful evil. Why don't I just wait? Why don't I kill them? Why do I want their bodies? That it doesn't say. I'm sure someone, but that's an interesting adventure hook. Because like night hags kill them, their victims, and take their souls back, if I remember correctly. Why they're bringing the living, bot, living people to hell, which is not a great thing. I don't know. Well, this is terrible. They're armed with a magical dagger, which drifts a caustic venom. And causes terribly painful Thanks. wounds, say versus poison or faint. Oh, so they faint, and then they probably and they carry a rope of entanglement to bind their victims. So they're basically coming and taking. So if you're wait a second, so if I'm lawful evil, mm -hmm. so let's play. I'm, I'm playing the assassin. But, I'm lawful evil. Let's say, and I'm just trying to get you're by. collecting debts. You're you're doing your thing. Exactly. I'm just the repo man. I'm just trying to feed my kids. They're hungry. So I'm lawfully evil. Uh, so uh, slay and pay loans. Someone. That's what our friend from Boheim oh. said. Was it slay and pay? Something like that. He was calling it. Instead of I pay, love that. payday loans, slay pay loans or whatever he said. That was, was Yes, slay and pay loans. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm hired. I'm, I'm being. Slay day I, loans. That's what it's called. Slay day loans. Slay day loans. 
So I'm, yeah, so most of my work, you know, because you're getting a lot of work from Slay Day loans. The volume is a big volume. The Guild gets a lot of it. So unlawful evil, just because, look, this is what I do. I'm feeding my kids. So do I need to be concerned that an Aranese is going to show up and basically entangle me or shiv me hey. and take me back to hell alive? Yeah. Wow. That should be like a random roll, along with disease, and uh, you're spending your money. That should be a random roll for loft. So any a a what if you're not? What if you're neutral evil? What if you're chaotic? No, they evil? don't count. Well, they, they, they shouldn't be good. You're not gonna. You don't think she's gonna take me? I don't. I don't think so. It says evil. It says evil. So probably taken. Okay. Wow. So do you think basically? So not that I should have expected anyone in hell to be nice about things <laughs> you're ha you're ha you're helpful devil that's right they're taking you so so basically they're stocking up like yeah we're down there hasn't been any wars recently we don't have a lot of people so the devil's like i need we need workers i'm building the palace and we're short on souls we're short on workers go get me some and they go and get why don't they get lawful good people maybe they're not accommodating or um, they could want the, the people there so that they can, maybe they're not um, bound yet. You know, they're lawful evil, but they're not fully lawful evil. So maybe they're going for training. You know, it's like, well, this is where you're, oh. this is where you're going. You, you thought you were evil, but now you need to go to the, to oh. the day camp here. Maybe, or maybe I'm on assignment. Right. So I'm just like, it'd be like, you know, yeah, I've been transferred. Right, yeah, like all right. Oh, wow. So, you know, maybe I'm like lawful evil, but my secondary skill is, or it could be, you're absolutely right. It could be that I just need some, you're not evil enough. Or maybe my secondary skill is masonry. And Asmodeus is building, you know, a new building, a movie theater and bowling alley and needs workers, sends out these Aryans or whatever they are. And comes back and takes me, and then I just how does time pass in hell? I mean, when I come back, am I like, am I family no, dead? God. Oh, God! No, God! No, we're not going over time in the outer planes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Can we get Ed Weiner on the phone? Not, Do you have a cell? I, I think we could contact him. Get I'm, not, I'm not doing that today. I'm not. Okay. I just can't. I okay. can't. What's the question, James? Age advice. So, okay, this is, there was a question. There was a question. These things are awesome, though. I actually kind of like these. I like these lesser devils. Right. I'm in love with this lesser well, you're devil. You're not alone. That's uh, that was up there with uh, hot, hot babes of the monster manual. That pinup calendar. You remember that oh, one? Oh, that's what. Yeah. Oh, you're. Oh, I see. Okay, you guys think I just like the succubus? Right. Well, that's that uh, yeah. The hot devils of of 1981. Calendar. There right. <laughs> you go. Yes. Yeah, so we'll have the air. Yeah, I mean, forget the elven, the elf in the. Yeah. That's so. Everyone yeah. does that, right? Yeah. So, what you're saying is you'd have like the Arianese, you'd have the succubus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Medusa. Uh, I mean, uh, we have two. Yeah. We have February. Dra January and February. Do they have to be evil, all evil? Um, cool. Oh, yes, absolutely. Right. No, we should just do the devil. We could do the devil calendar. You'd have Asmodeus, the Azelbub, a barb, right? Are they, are they all evil? Yeah. Because do you want these evil things? Because I mean, if you expand it, you get a little bit more. But 
Yeah, it should be the calendar from hell. Oh, oh, the hell's calendar. Yeah, then it's there's okay. later. There's uh, in the Monster Manual too. There's like uh, Glissa. She's like the consort of Asmodeus, if I remember correctly. Well, I don't know about that, that book. There's eleven devils pictured. Yeah, but some of them I wouldn't. I mean, I I don't think I don't think. Uh, uh, the spader is a pinup model. No offense to the dark. Well, we have to have men too. We right? Oh, on, okay. I guess you're. Oh, come on, right? We've got Jeannie and Amanda. <laughs> come on, right? That pit devil in on November. Hubba hubba. <laughs> you see, there's no. See, we're already discovering the sexism in this. There's no like. I'm looking through for. There's no like. Attractive male. Devils or well, demons. Well, Asmodeus is kind of good looking. Right, he's, he's supposed to be very good looking. Well, he's so, I don't know, he's a little over the top, isn't he? He's, I mean, seriously, that beard? I don't well, that's know. A se- that's a 70s hair. vibe. I'm sure he's modernized his look for. <laughs> that's true. You're probably right. You're probably right. Okay. This is how he looked. Right. Except this was the cool look in 1977. Yeah, you're probably right. He looks like a guy who do a lot of cocaine, doesn't he? <laughs> Does he have a long pinky nail? I can't tell. Does he have a... That was always okay. the thing when people had long pinky nails. I'm like, why do you have... Oh, because you're possibly a cocaine okay. head. Wonderful. Okay, now yeah. we've besmirched people. Okay. Excellent. All right. So okay, would you like question? to know the question now? Yes, very much so, because I think these are very cool lesser devils. Yes. So if an Aaron yes, 30% magic resistance is out to get a 27th level magic user and the character casts an attack spell, would the Enris make a magic resistance roll at a minus? There's a lot there. Do you even know what the, that question is asking? Okay, let's break it down. So she's going after 27th level magic user. I don't know. I guess am I trying to bring this magic? Is this Elrond Baroon? Although he's chaotic evil. Trying to bring him back to hell? Okay, fine. And there's an attack. You mean like, what kind? what kind of attack um, from the magic user. I mean, a magical, I assume a magical attack. Is that correct? Yes. I, I, I put so the I, question in your chat for you. So. Yeah, I saw. I, yeah, I did see that. So I assume, oh, I guess magic resistance goes backwards after it. I, I, I can't remember the levels. Is it 9th or 11th? Doesn't it start going the opposite? You start having a deduction from your magic resistance when the magic user at a higher yeah, level? I can't answer this for you because then that would be... I know, that I would be I'm, colluding. Can't cheat. Right I'm looking at, James, James, <laughs> hey, number 37. <laughs> Does he, what's the... Uh, you're like, shh, Thief is going to let us hear us. All right, fine, you're not going to cheat. Fine. Um, the, the real question here, don't get confused by the question. I'm going to try to help because there's a lot here and we're already almost quarter to ten. The question is, can someone have a negative magic resistance? That's the question. What would be the benefit of a negative? What's the difference having negative versus zero? I would assume you're, I, I, I would assume, I, no, I know. I think you hit zero. Your magic resistance is, uh, is zero, zero, zero. Right. Ah. That's the simple answer. I don't know why this guy had a minus. What would a minus do to your point? That would be like, uh, you know, not even. It's not minus money where you have to re go back up to zero. It's doesn't make this 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 thing doesn't make sense again. So the the question here is, 
it, does the person have a minus magic resistance? No, there's it's zero and that's it. It could be minus five hundred. It's still zero. Yeah, because because it's not like your spell's more effective. Right. It doesn't increase. a hundred percent. Yeah, it doesn't amplify it because that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. So, and 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 and, and more to the point, who's got a twenty seventh level magic user? Uh, apparently, this person does. Or this is this okay. is why people are doing cocaine and they're writing questions to sage advice. Well, you know what ha- you do know what happened here, don't you, James? It's so obvious. This guy had a twenty seventh level magic user. The DM was sick of the powerful party and sent an Aryans out to take this guy to hell. He's probably claiming, look, and you know, he, you know why he's also upset? Because the guy's, you know, the kid's PC is not only 27th level magic user. The kid's magic user is lawful evil. And he's kind of sick of the party. And he's trying to bring the, he's trying to get rid of this guy. And so he's going to hell. And he casts a spell. The spell doesn't work. And the kid goes, yeah, but DM, she'd have... Um, it would have a chance to work, blah, blah, blah. You got to like adjust the saving throw or something because she's in a negative. And he's like, there's no such thing as negative magic resistance. Yes, there is because it says 5%, blah, 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 at each level. So it goes below. So you need to take that into account. No, I'm not. I'm writing to Dragon Magazine. You're a jerk. And then somewhere, somewhere right? goes, no, that doesn't work that way. You know, there's a right. line of Coke. Because again, that, I assume that's how they played in the 70s. They were just all doing blow well, and, and that. So that's great. Which, by the way, we don't, James, we don't have in our warning. We have about demonology. We don't talk about active drug use, by the way, so we may have to change our warning. Well, do you know, James, that that's actually why the DM screen was invented? <laughs> <laughs> Based on these players, I probably would have to do some kind of drug to, to do that. Here, here's, actually, here, here's, my, here's my drugs. I better start... I, I, I'm gonna have to start taking pills for this thing. So like, so even if somebody shows up, like I got the Doritos, <laughs> I got the Mountain Dew, I got the Blow. Right. Let's play. Yeah, that's. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure our our kids, like they said in the '80s, don't do drugs. Nancy Reagan. That's right. So I just want to right. say that because unfortunately, years from now, someone will be like, "Oh, first edition was so nice and innocent, spite of the demons," but uh, apparently now we have. Now we're talking about, well, and actually there is a pod, uh, YouTube channel from Seth Sertkowski, he does a pretty good job, where he was pretending that he was Gary Gygax, and Gary Gygax was doing lines behind the DM screen. So that's very funny that you mentioned. <laughs> he does a Gary Gygax impersonation. He's got like the comb over hair, and he's, <laughs> it's pretty good. I'll have to send you that link so you can see that. That was pretty funny. Uh, not that we're suggesting anything. No, no, we're not advocating any of it. Uh, D seventy play. Okay, so the answer per sage advice: You are sagacious yet again. No rolls for magic resistance are never made at a minus as defined in the explanation of magic resistance in the front of the monster manual. Any spell cast against the Erinus by eleventh level or eleventh uh, level of the spellcaster above eleventh. No, I'm sorry. 11th level character has 30% chance of absolute failure. For each level above the caster, above 11th, that chance goes down to 5th, which means the 17th level spellcaster or higher would automatically be able to negate the magic resistance. That's right. The lowest effective magic resistance that a creature can have is 0, not a negative number. So there we go. They should just ask that. Right. Yeah. So, and I think I'm going to keep, so I did September, the one that you did, they had more questions, right, you didn't get to, Correct. 
There was one, yes, and 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 one of the questions was also about neutral clerics. Right. So the I'm going to come back to this. We did three questions. Okay. I think that's plenty for today. Okay. If you don't mind. All right. I'm going to because you're going to go back to September. I'm going to go back to October. So there we go. Very good, sir. You did well done. Thank Very you. sagacious. Your sagacious sagacity level off the charts. Thank you, sir. Uh, that's easy for me to say. Uh, now we are ready for random encounter. And uh, yes, yeah, so uh, we had a. Uh, so the at Yug one. I thought the cave bear left with. I thought the Ayug lost in the cave. Is it cave bear left? No, the cave. The cave didn't the cave bear get typhus? Well, what my instructions are, hold on, <laughs> is that cave bear typhus will kill in nine weeks, each show weaker. Then he was killed by the Ayug. That's what I have to. Have. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure you're right. Uh, okay. I thought he was that's wandering. Why, that's why. Okay, so so the Ayug is our champ. Yes. That's that's smoldering. That's dog. what I'm going with. That he is the champ. He probably is. I'm sure you're right. Because we talked all about this walking off. All right. So, are you ready for a dorso yeah, roll? You know, but now now I'm now I feel like. Well, you're probably right. If you put it, I didn't mean to cause trouble. My memory's terrible. That's true. You. I remember. You can't remember the next from week to week. Yeah, I, I, I feel I, I feel pretty confident that he won because I don't think. Oh, because that's why the, the murder stopped. Right. Yeah, the cave bear got killed. The Trans Canada, right? That's why the murder exactly. stopped because the cave bear was exactly. killed. Exactly. So we need to do. We're ready for the next uh, thing. Okay. You want to give me a dorso roll? I can. Two. Okay. So that is fiend folio, yes, correct? Yes. Finally, the fiend folio. Okay. Please give me a D10, sir. Uh, two. Mm, this is not looking good. Why? You're in a dungeon. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, okay. it's not the level. Right. Now give me level. Five. Mm, okay. Oh, this could be serious, James. It's got a chance. It's got a chance. Monster level five. Now I need percentile. 32. James, a dragon. Ooh, all right. See, now there's a dragon subtable. Now we can't do the red because we've already had a red. Right. So please give me a percentile, sir. 42. Copper. Ooh, a good dragon. We have a copper. It is either a it is either a sub-adult or a young adult is what it is saying. Because I guess because it's monster level five. So it's either sub-adult. You want to roll for sub-adult versus young adult? So that it just has a ch you have a choice or? It's a slash. So sub-adult slash young adult in age category. Okay, so yeah. So we basically flip it because that's typically you would roll. Uh, so we're on page 29 of the Monster Manual, Dragon. You, If you were randomly doing this, you'd roll a D8 from very young to agent. So we have from sub-adult to young adult. So I'll roll a, you roll a D6. One to three, it's sub-adult. Four to six, it's a young adult. It is a three. Okay, so it's a sub-adult. So three hit points per die. Okay. Um, then you also, you also have to roll a D8 to see if it's small, average, or large. Okay. Two. Two. It is a small sub-adult, and that's not good for him. Aw. He's a tiny. He's cute. He's cute, but he's going to get slaughtered. Small. Well. Okay. So we're talking about 
Carpenter, now James, as I understand it, you would know right off the bat, based upon color, whether this is a good or evil dragon, yes. correct? And how can you tell that? It's metallic. Metallic. So the metallic are good. We have no neutral dragons, at least in this Mac, this right. the only good, monster good or manual. Evil in these, correct. Right. Uh, so, all right. Uh, frequency, James. I would say guess? very rare. Actually, uncommon too rare. Wow. Now, this is, yeah, that's so. so that's disturbing. They're more common. Uh, they may, well, no, there are some that are, un ooh, boy, the black dragon's uncommon. The brass dragon is uncommon, so that's kind of scary. It's interesting. You don't often see hyphens, right? You don't see a right. range. This is uncommon to rare. Number appearing? One to three. One to four. Very good. Very close. AC? This is hard. I don't know the good dragons as well, but so I'm going to go with one. Um, you are absolutely correct, oh. sir. Yes, a one. Hey, that would be a good evil... You know, it's interesting that you say that, that you don't know the good dragons as well. And I assume that's because you're not fighting them and trying to kill them. Typically. That would, typically, that would be kind of a fun evil. If you're looking for an evil adventure, you could have an evil party going after a good dragon. It would be kind of cool, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so you get a chance to fight a good dragon. Yeah, and you can kill the party off pretty easy with a good dragon because they're pretty tough. But, yeah, okay. that would be good. I thought you said they're not very... So one of the knocks, isn't one of the knocks on the monster manual right up to the dragons is that they're not as strong as perhaps... They're not smog-esque. Is that fair? My, impress, my impression of if you go like for like, um, you know, gold versus red, and I don't know what the order is. I'm sure gold, silver, copper, brass, or something like that. The equivalent evil dragon, the good dragon is better, typically. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So the good dragons tend to be stronger. Okay. Compared to their, their evil counterparts. I'm with you. Okay, so um, number of attacks? Three? Yep. I think they're almost yeah, always claw, three, aren't claw, they? Bite and, kind of thing, plus, plus yep. a breath weapon. Wow, and I'll... Oh, boy, I'm looking over here at the platinum dragon. Do you know the platinum, oh, platinum dragon's is third the, attack? Well, the platinum is Bahamut, right? He's the platinum. Oh, yeah, so there's only one. Is yeah. that right? Bahamut. Yeah, Six to 48 damage on that guy. Okay, this one is just one to four, one to four, five to 20. Um, int intelligence, what do you think? V either very, very. I'm going to go with very. It's just high. Oh, okay. So pretty impressive. Uh, alignment. Hmm. I'm going to say, which one is this? Copper we're doing? I'm, I'm going to say he's lawful good. Chaotic. Ah. <laughs> 36 feet long. Can you ride a dragon? So will dragons let you ride them? Because like, so if I'm a paladin, well, I guess the chaotic good. But so here's a bronze dragon who's lawful good. If I'm a paladin, can I convince a bronze dragon to let me ride him? I if guess I could, right? you them from birth, probably, it'd be a lot harder if they're in the wild. Oh, yeah, raise, raise them like a pet. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, chance, I'll give you these stats. Chance of speaking is 45%. Chance of magic use is 40%. Chance of sleeping is 40%. Okay, so uh, where, James, where, do you think, where do copper dragons inhabit, do you think? Um, deserts. Arid, rocky regions, yes. Yeah. So arid, rocky, rocky regions, like liking warmer climes in which to locate their cavern or cave layers. See, that's why I don't... When I think of deep, I think of more cooler temperatures. Now, I may be wrong. I don't think of arid climes. Do you think entering in an arid climb? Um, I, I have. But, yeah, I mean, typically it's Northern Europe fantasy town, not 
yeah. not anywhere else. But those are good adventures as well. I mean, there's the jungle adventures are great too. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's not okay. it's not the norm. I agree with you. So probably that's why I'm probably not thinking copper dragon that much. They tend to be rather selfish. That's interesting because they're chaotic good. So you can be – so this is good information. Well, I guess if you're chaotic, must be is where the selfish comes in. But good doesn't sound like selfish, right? Well, I think that's one of the problems with alignment and personality is they're not the same. One mm-hmm. is your outlook and one is your personality. So selfish – you can be selfish and still be good. You're – I want to, you know, there's, there, I'm sure there's been a lot of lawful good people who are jerks, you know, right? There's, and again, depending on, um, and there are evil people, quote unquote, who are very sweet in some ways. I'm sure, you know, going back, and I hate to do this, I'm sure the mobsters, you know, we can, I consider them a lawful evil. I'm sure they love their families. To their families, they were wonderful. You know, there right. are stories of them being very kind and generous to their community, but they're stone-cold killers, too. So personality right. and alignment, not necessary. Which is why, well, again, independent of deities, alignment is very difficult, in my opinion. Well, consider our poor, our poor uh, assassin who's just trying to make a living to feed his kids, right? He, right. he loves his kids. Right. right? His out... Go ahead. Well, I was going to note, it says, and thus many copper dragons are somewhat neutral in their outlook. Oh, there you go. So, so I guess Gary felt the selfish. So, it, so maybe that's a bit of tendencies, right? So I like tendencies. Yeah. Well, you have so that. You're lawful neutral with... Evil tendencies. <laughs> you said it. Right. Okay. Um, so uh, they're somewhat neutral in outlook if a gain is concerned. So I guess, you know, you're there. They got dragon in them. Right. They're, they're, I'm a, uh, it's what I, I'm a dragon. Right. right. They have avarice. So they have built in, you know, it's what they do. They want to collect hordes still. Right. The normal attack, claw, claw, bite, or the use of one or the other of its breath weapons. Oh, it has two breath weapons, James. Okay. That's, is that unusual? It is. I think it would be. And that's sort of it. Is it fair to say that what really differentiates the dragons is, I mean, not only their alignments, of course, but is the type of breath weapon? Right. The color in their breath. That's right. So what is the, uh, what would be the two, do you think? I feel like one's going to be a sleep one or a charm one, and another one's going to be uh, a gas. That's my guess. I have no idea. The first one is acid, exactly similar to that of a black dragon. Okay. There is a cloud of gas, uh, which will slow, slow any creatures therein unless they make their saving throw versus dragon breath. The slowing effect causes creatures to move slightly, slightly normal, and it lasts for six melee rounds. Uh, those copper dragons gain a first-level spell for each of their first three age brackets, a second-level spell in addition at each age bracket, just... And it's the last two, an additional third level at each. Thus, a magic using ancient copper dragon would know three first level spells, three second level spells, and two third level spells. Do you need a spell book if you're a dragon? I'm uh, assuming not. No, God! No, we're not bringing that one up either. Yes, right. I don't think we do. Uh, all right. However, as David mentioned, all the good dragons, it appears, have multiple breath weapons. Oh, that's interesting. 
So why do they get them? Because they're goody goodies. Because okay. they're goody goodies. Yep. Uh, the copper dragon. You know, we roll for the chance that our copper dragon speaks and uses yeah, magic. Yeah. I mean, oh, and I guess chance. Sleeping, of course. So if wait, so if I'm well, <laughs> so if I'm sleeping, the the at yug, mm-hmm. at yugs move right. Oh yeah. They're on, yeah. They okay. Do. So the at yug's gonna sneak up upon. All right, the sleeping copper dragon. All right. Yeah, it's gonna suck um, to be him. I am. I'm the copper dragon, I believe, right? Because aren't I the challenger usually? You are the challenger. Yes, sir. So I'll okay. Our percentile to see if I five percent chance of speaking. I've rolled a ninety-five. That is a speak. no. So cannot I, speak magic. Well, if you can't speak, I don't think you can do spells. Oh, I'm pretty sure. That's, that's well, interesting. Let me look that up to confirm that. Okay. Yeah, we're flipping and turning. So going to I believe you need to be able to speak where is spell use for a considerable percentage of dragons have the ability to speak one or more human languages in a oh wait in addition to the language in addition to the language of their species a considerable percentage of dragons have the ability to speak one or more human language oh they call them human languages. So if you can speak, then is that does that mean common? Whatever the local common is? I would say so, yeah. Oh, you're right, though. Similarly, a fair number of dragons which can speak are able to employ magical spells. I'm on page yep, uh, near the top left. So he cannot speak. I mean, he, he cannot speak except for draconic, whatever that is, which they really don't have that thing. They can talk to other dragons probably, but... They yeah, cannot right. speak other things, so they can't cast spells. So actually, the number of magic... So would you... The way you would handle it, and I, it would be 45% can speak, and then of those 45% that can speak, 40% use magic? Correct. Okay, so it's actually... You'd have to multiply those two down, so you're down to like 16 or 17, 18%. Right. Or actually only using... Read it. That's the way I read it. Well, it, the way I read it is because it says you have to be able to speak to cast spells. That's right. And then it says a fair number, which can speak, are able to employ. So that's, uh, okay, that's a bummer. So actually, so if that's correct, and it seems correct to me, that number is somewhat deceptive. If you're just flipping through the monster manual, you're like, oh, 40% of magic. And you go, ah, 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 not so fast. Right. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, okay. Now let's see if I'm, oh, I'm pathetic, James. Don't hurt me. I'm pathetic. I'm a cute little non-speaking, non-magic-using dragon. Here's Watch. I'm going to be sleeping. Get the worst of everything. I'm sleeping. 28. All right. You're sleeping. Okay. Dra- Dra- Draco Combs Stabuli. Stabuli sounds like an Italian man. Hey, I give you the Stabuli. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Oh, you could have that at, a, at an end. That, Stabulis, that would be, that is, a, that is the, excellent. This is why you're on the show. That would be the name of the tavern, Stabulis Tavern. And yes. people would, they would be run by a copper dragon. That's probably, I assume, but we'd have to do run, the, they, to do Run polymer. or they serve, run or their specialty. Right. Is copper, right? Because you could have a copper dragon loin or something like wow, that, right? Wow, that is dark, but okay, yes. <laughs> I guess you could do that too. <laughs> okay. Who's this? Who's this? Ah, uh, yeah. All right. 
So now we go back to Sleeping Dragon on page 30. Okay. So, yes, on to sleep. A sleeping dragon is only found in its lair. So we're in the dungeon. Oh, so we've, we both co- were cohabitating. No, I just wandered in to your lair. Well, no, you know what I did? Mm-hmm. I went in there. I, you know, did my business. Oh, okay. Well, because isn't that what you do? Right. Isn't that the, right, and you went right? and you fell asleep after. Tired. It was so taxing. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> Whew, that didn't sit with me. Oh, I'm exhausted. I'm just going to go right to sleep here. Oh, you think, you think I ate like a bad orc or something? Something like that. Ooh. Went right through me. Spicy hobgoblin. Mm. <laughs> Went right through me. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so I ate. Yes, I've eaten. Okay, I ate the, the spicy hobgoblin. The acid was coming out of both sides, both parts of your mouth, not just, not just the front but the back. There you go. Okay. So the hobgoblin went right through me. That's right. I'm sleeping, and so I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to take a nap. It's found in its lair, and it will always awaken upon hearing loud forcing a door, etc. If it is within 30 to 120 feet, depending on baffling factors. Baffling factors? What's ba- what does that mean? Baffling factors? Um, you know, how the sound projects and, you know, baffling. Oh, is, to baffle. To, oh, yeah. to baffle also means, I guess, to like, you can't hear it as well? Yeah. It's indecipherable. Yes. Because I just think more of in a mental way, right? Because right. I'm always baffled. You are, we're, well, I'm baffled that, I'm baffled that people listen to us. That's where I'm baffled. So our sound should be baffled. So sound baffling. It restrains or regulates or totally bewildered or perplexed. That's what baffled means. Regulates. Well, we're not regular, obviously. The, um, okay, fling factors. And the volume of sound. It will awaken if attacked. Okay, so once you attack, it will be awake. It will also awaken on, oh, on a roll, sided die. If it, I like it tells you what number it has to be. It doesn't say one in six chance. Right. It's it has to be six. Right. If a sleeping dragon is attacked, its opponents get a bonus of plus three to strike it. Oh, now that's interesting. Because aren't there, aren't there sleeping rules? Yes. But these are special rules. You don't these apply whatever. Because what's this? Oh, well, I'm not going to look at sleeping rules. But as soon as the dragon is awake, the bonus is. So you're going to get a plus three to strike. Well, if it was sleeping, we've we read in Flipping and Turning, if it was a character, you could assassinate sleeping opponents. Remember? Yeah, but that's I don't, right. You could, I don't think you can sleep. Right. Assa- apparently, you can't assassinate a dragon based on this. No, you don't get the... Right, well, not as that term for the table. Right, okay, right. so you don't get to go... Because you were going to lobby for the assassination right. table for the Ayag. That's exactly what I was going to say, yes. The Ayag assassin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, he could be working for slave pay loans or whatever. An yeah. Ayag. Right. Okay. All right. Collecting you know when to use the bathroom. The dra- right. Let me check my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Copper Dragon. Stromboli nope. here is, didn't pay. You owe a, you owe a debt. Stromboli. Time, time to pay a debt. All right, so roll a d6. See if he's awakened. Oh, you want, okay. You want me to roll? Well, there's oh, no okay, surprise. Yeah, You're surprised. All right. There's no initiative. I'm going. You just have to roll a okay. d6 to see if you're okay. awakened. Okay, yeah, because so how much does the Atyug move? Like, what's your, I got to get a visual here. It's a disturbing bit. I got to tell you, James. Six. Oh, no, that's a Neo. Oh, I Neo, like. Neo Atyug. Let me look at Atyug. Oh, yeah, where's the, oh, that's, I was looking under A, but we are pronouncing it apparently correctly. Yeah. I used to say no. Atyug, but okay. Well, why, well, that makes complete sense. 
six inches. Yeah, it's not that fast. Okay, so so you're slowly creeping over, and I will roll to see if I am awakened. So this is more disturbing. I liked when go, go delicious seduce. Was it Rose? Yes. Uh, Red Dragon? Scarlet Rose, yep. Scarlet Rose. I liked that disturbing. Little did I realize we'd have a more disturbing. Uh, walking, walking poop file, poop mound going at the yep. Yes, coming upon. Okay, here we go. We can have a copper dragon with typhus. I rolled a six, James. You did? All right. So you're, you uh, are, it will attack away. It will also awaken a six. So, you, so now it's initiative. So I hear you. You're kind of like belching, and noises are emanating from you. I assume. Yeah. So if it's, I'm going to say I had to be within uh, 3,220 feet just to make this easy. Oh well, we are in a dungeon, and I was in the room. So I'm 50 feet away from you. That's what I'm going to say. That's a big room. It's, well, you're a drag. You're a 36 foot long dragon. I would say it'd have to be pretty big. Okay, that's true. All right, it's a big garter rope. All okay. Right. So it is initiative. Uh, I'm 50 feet away from you. I'm going to charge and attack you, obviously. What are you doing? To, um, I don't know how far it goes. I'd like to discharge some acid. What's yeah. the range? Well, the range is 70 feet. Oh, cool. And there's a cloud of gas. It's 30 by 20 by 20. All right. So it's a What can I do it once a day? Is that what I do? Three times I a do... day. Three times a day? Yeah. This is awesome. Now, going down. It, now what it says, I'm, I'm, I hate to do this to you. Oh, no. Did I screw up? No, you didn't screw up. Okay. Dragons can attack. This is on page 30. Dragons can attack by claw, bite, or breath weapon. The latter can be used but three times a day maximum. If the choice is possible, roll percentile dice. Any score above 50 indicates the dragon will breathe. Oh. Oh, oh so should I be rolling? That's what I'm saying. If you, so we should, we should, you should probably should roll. roll. We should roll. All right. So, I rolled a sixty-eight. All right. So you're gonna you're gonna attempt to breathe. Well, you are gonna breathe. It's just yes, acid. All right. So it's initiative. I rolled a three. So basically, I don't feel so well. Like I see it yeah. coming, I'm like, ooh, ooh. I like hobgoblin, but hobgoblin doesn't like That's me. Right. That's a spicy hobgoblin. Spicy hobgoblin. <laughs> so that he's the Italian copper dragon. That's you got it. it's a spice that's a spicy meatball. Remember that? That's right. That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> so the hobgoblin's coming back out. This is a this is a desire. This has been a horrible this has been a horrible trip to the garter rope. Yep. I rolled a three. All right, simultaneous. All right. So you do your breath weapon and then I my charge. Well that's a good example of You're- my breath weapon is longer than your attack. So, yes, I would say your breath weapon goes off. and you. So I have to make a saving throw. Or Now, for those who are listening, the dragon's damage is equal to their hit points. It says hit points here. I use the red box that it's their current hit points, which is his current hit points. How many hit points does the copper dragon have? Oh, I get three hit. I get three. Is right. that right? Three hit dice. You get, oh, you get three. You get three hit points per die. And oh. what hit dice are you? Do you, Do you know that? Um, well, it says seven and nine. My guess would be seven. You're seven because your size small. That's what the die roll figures out. Back so on, how long back am on, I? Back on page twenty nine. There's ten. It says 
The categorization is determined by a die roll. Eight sides rolled, one to two, which is what you rolled. Small, the size determination indicates the number of hit dice. So you're a so, seven hit dice creature with 21 hit points. So I have 21 hit points. Okay. okay. So I have to save or take 21 in acid damage. I rolled a five. I take 21 of damage, so I have to now roll his hit points. Whoa. Do we need to know anything about the Black Dragon's acid? It's, it's the same as the Black Dragon's acid, right? Know. You could look it up, see what it is. So it says spitting acid, which extends in a six inch, extends six, 60 feet in a straight line, being at the height of the dragon's head and traveling in the direction and at the angle which the monster's head was facing at the time of discharge. Okay, that's it. So basically, I look at you and I just spit acid right yeah, at hey, you. Throw and a it lands. Putrid hobgoblin. Yeah. Eight. You probably eat it. What do you care? Eight twenty-one. Well, how many hit dice does the Autog have? Did we say? Is he six, seven, or eight hit dice? I don't remember. Because mm. he's six see. to eight. Oh yeah. Why is he six to eight? It doesn't say how you determine that. Oh, so I guess we. You have to. I yeah, don't give really me a roll. To... Okay, I will. Because if you roll a six, if you roll one, two, he's dead. Would you roll oh, a I one? rolled a one. He's I dead. I rolled a one. Because he's only six hit dice. He only had 21 hit points. He got hit for 21 hit points. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, no. I'm in big trouble, though. Because I killed the septic tank. Yeah. You've, you've, now the place is going to reek. Or, or the trash dump. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like, who killed the gelatinous cube? <laughs> I was a monster. Was I supposed to kill it? You idiot! Why did you kill the at yug? Oh, I'm in big trouble. Everyone hates it. I'm going to have to replace it. Well, guess what we also have to do? Divine intervention for the at yug. Or at yug. Okay, this is disturbing to think what would come <laughs> with the at yugs. Divine intervention. Yeah. Okay, you want to roll? Uh, no, you roll. You've been on a, you've been on a hot streak. See, so you like it. You like when divine intervention comes. All right, yeah, here we go. So I the at yug. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really care one way or another, so I'm good either way. Nope, it's not happening. Not today, James. 53. All right, so we our, our new champion is a copper dragon with no name yet. Well, Stam, what's his name? Stambouli? Mario? Uh, it's Stambouli. Yep, Mario Stambouli. Mario Stambouli. It was a first-round knockout, James. It was. Defeated by... This Atyug uh, 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 was defeated by Mario Stambouli, the copper dragon. Woohoo, it's me, it's Mario. Excellent. Excellente. All right, we got, a, we got a champ. We got a copper dragon, a young copper dragon, 21 hit points. Well, very good. Very good. Yay, yay. I mean, I'm sad for the Atyug, but he's... So apparently what he's going to have to do, he's going to have to use the acid to burn up the dung that's laying around, as opposed to eating. You know, oh, you think he's a new Atyug? It's like, okay, you need to do it. Right. You killed you killed the at yog, so so our dragon is now and everyone's gonna be coming in there, and and throwing trash there, defecating, and I just I acid it. Yeah, the other denizens of the dungeon they hear this roar, they see the dead at yog, and like, you break it now, you bought it, man. Mm -hmm. This is where you're yeah. living. Right, you're, you're gonna have to clean this mess up. Right. Okay. Oh, Duracell. That's also a good name because he's a Duracell. copper dragon. He's That's right. All right. We'll, we'll put that down. We'll have to put that on Twitter. Support Grog Talk by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com backslash Grog Talk.
All right, excellent. Well, that was great. So now let's roll. We're, we are done for the day. So give me a D10 to see how we did for our show. Okay. Well, I guess the dice don't lie. It says an eight. I think it was amazing. It seems high. It does seem high, but yeah. All right, we'll take it. We'll take. It. I'm not complaining. Well, yeah, we can't. We can't complain because we should be happy that we get any of this nonsense up. So, for uh, so we'll see everyone in two weeks, where we'll have Craig from Crucible on that we're going to talk about the convention with more details. We're going to talk about. He's a great. He's a great guy. Um, we're very fortunate to be working with him on this uh, convention. It, w it really wouldn't happen without him. Is that a fair statement? It would be much. It'd be a much different show. It, it, absolutely. I don't. I don't. Yes. He, he's been great. They've taken us in. Uh, Crucible is, is without a doubt what makes Grocom possible. Yeah. And so with that, I'm uh, James. And I'm Dan. And we'll see you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This is Big Opposite Production. All rights reserved.